Hello, this is Bruce Suji, and welcome back to our podcast on how to succeed in university in a time of COVID-19. This particular podcast is about something called the course syllabus, otherwise known as the course outline. I've mentioned the course syllabus a couple of times in some of the earlier podcasts, and the headline here is read it. Make sure you understand it. Does it give clues to the approach being taken by your prof? Does it indicate, perhaps, that they're going to be a little bit lackadaisical about due dates? Or are they going to be super, super strict? What are the required course materials for this particular course? Is there a textbook? If so, what is it? Where can you find it? Is there a course pack? Are there lab materials? Any other details? Personally, I feel so strongly about the syllabus that I have questions about it in my tests and exams and award marks for those students who have read it. Some of your profs may also do the same. Certainly, if you approach them and ask questions that are answered plainly in the syllabus, you can be certain that a little footnote of annoying will go against your name. Is that something you want? The most important part of the syllabus is the section that describes the evaluation or assessment scheme. You need to know in detail what's required and by what day and what time and by what delivery method. Some profs are real sticklers about date and time. One minute late and it's no good. Others will be a little bit more forgiving. <clears throat> I, fortunately, you do not know which kind of prof you have in advance. So you'd be best to assume that if it's a minute late, it's unacceptable. And when I talk about delivery method, I'm referring to whether it must be submitted in their office, in class, to the department office, posted to the class website, or whatever. You need to know this in order to comply. It may feel a little demeaning to you, but you may as well start to believe that your prof is the emperor, or empress, in your course, and their word is law. One of the most important things that you'll do with the list of evaluations for any given course is to write it down in a place where you can put all the tests and assignments for all your courses. What that means is you'll have one place where you can see the assignments and essays and labs and tests for all of your courses. So you can in particular see when some of them happen to occur at the same point in time. That's the only way you're going to be able to plan your time. So, for example, it often occurs that midterm tests happen about the same time every semester. Also, profs often make assignments due at roughly the same period of any given semester. Unless you know that, as you're approaching some of those dates, you might suddenly find yourself in a situation where you've got two or three tests on a given week, or even worse, two or three papers or essays that are due on two or three consecutive days. You don't want that to happen, or you may not want that to happen. You may not have any choice about it. And in particular, if you figure out that, or if, if it turns out that you've got some social event that's happening at about the same time, 
somebody a good friend's birthday or maybe you're uh, planning on a weekend away going back home whatever if that's also the couple of days before your next uh, set of essays is due then uh oh it probably means that something's going to give another thing that course syllabus the course syllabus will tell you is if there are materials that you require. In most cases, this will be a textbook, but sometimes other materials are also necessary. In many cases, the text is going to feel like a very expensive item. And it's not unusual for university textbooks to run into the hundreds of dollars. While you might try approaching your prof to determine how necessary the text might be, in most cases, if it's listed in the syllabus, she or he is going to be annoyed that you're asking. There are two approaches that I recommend. One is to consider how much you're paying for your, your university education. What percentage of your tuition and living costs does that textbook represent? After all, if you were training to be a chef, you'd have to purchase knives and utensils. If you were training to be a plumber, it'd be wrenches and welding equipment. Get the idea? If you're training to be, or if you're a student, then your job as being a student might be to get the tools for that job. On the other hand, if it's a particularly expensive text, it's often possible you could find a way to share that text with somebody else in your class. If it's somebody who lives near to you or somebody you get along with pretty well, chances are pretty good that neither of you is going to need that textbook 24-7. So sharing the cost with at least one other person could be a way of defraying the amount of money that you're shelling out, and it could be the beginning of a really great friendship in the form of a study buddy. Sharing a textbook with one individual might be the ideal person to then study the content for that particular course with. You get to cut the price of the text in half. You get to share your understanding of the content with another person and quite possibly correct misunderstandings and just possibly develop one of your first friendships in university. That's it for this podcast. See you next time.